You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey there, you snickerdoodles. Kevin Goatee, Gutting the Sacred Cow. How's it going? Thanks again for listening to now episode 13 with Joe Fernandez, the sixth sense he's going to talk about. Before we get to that, two things real fast. Actually, three. I lied. One, we're still looking for interns. If you uh, are A, a social media guru, or B, someone who can get sponsorships, please DM us or email at guttingthesacredcow at hotmail.com. Number two, Please continue to write us those wonderful, wonderful, wonderful iTunes or whatever platform you're on, five-star ratings, and just a two- or three-sentence review. That's all we're asking. Nothing too crazy. And three, if you're looking to uh, advertise a a product or service you may offer, again, DM us or guttingthesacredcal at hotmail.com. Thanks again, guys. Enjoy the episode. Gather around is what I know. Frau and Fraulein, Gutting the Sacred Cow is back with another popular run. Hey, let's uh, let's take a bow, Kevin Israel. Mazel tov. Mazel tov to you, sir. 1,000 downloads. Wow. Plus, plus, in a very short, I would say 12-episode run is, is not bad. No, I'm, I've been bragging about it to everybody. Nobody's I, impressed, but I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, like, that's pretty good. Like, when I did Sportsbook Box Office with Jeff Paul, shit, I don't think we had 500 combined. Because it's a degenerate thing to do. This is entertainment. I was making people money. Yeah, <laughs> so it's not evergreen. <laughs> it is an evergreen. <laughs> hey, everyone, we're back here. Joe Fernandez is our guest. Uh, Joe Fernandez, local comic uh, and all around good fellow, I would say. Joe Fernandez decides to come in and talk about the Sixth Sense, nineteen ninety nine. Sixth Sense. Uh, Kevin Israel. I rewatched it. I did too. Uh, Before- I. Before we get to the opinions, though, but go ahead. Do you have an opening statement you like to usually make? Yeah, you know what? It's it's fun. It, no, you know what? Let's let's okay. Let's go through it, and then I'll, okay. I'll come back in. Fair, fair yeah. point. So much wrong with this movie. <laughs> well, that's why you're <laughs> <Yes>. here. <laughs> Do people agree with you? 
I can tell you this, it made a lot of money, $672 million in 1999. Uh, one, Which is $7 billion in today's $1. money. $1.03 in today's money. I do the, I do the uh, wow. Google conversion here. Okay. You ready for some stats? 8.1 on IMDb. What do you think the Rotten Tomatoes score was for the critics? Oh, uh, I bet it was like an 87. If this is Price is Right rules, you're over, but just by one point. Oh, really? 86 for the critics, 90% Joe Fernandez for the audience. Do you agree with that? No, you do not. That's why you're here. Uh, the Sixth Sense has won such prestigious awards as an MTV Movie Award and a Teen Choice Award. But it was nominated for 11 Academy Awards. Yes. It was? Yeah. Yes. It didn't win any of them. Good. I'm waiting to see if this film is going to draw the ire, like, Monica Vita got for doing Rocky. No, I had somebody text me. I had a few people going, "Are you kidding me?" They, they said things that I don't want to repeat. Well, they, she's, no, no, no. She's a can, very sweet lady. Well, you can just leave the harshness out. But what were, what were the gist of it? What the bleep is wrong with that dumb bleep? <laughs> okay, you can re- uh, thank you for beeping out the racial slurs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my wife, we rewatched Rocky, and, she, and my wife loves Rocky. She loves. She knows Rocky as well as I know Star Wars. And she goes after we rewatched Rocky. She goes, "Good fucking luck, Monica." All right. <laughs> no, I don't. Th- By the way, I don't think this movie is going to draw the same kind of. I think people like this movie a lot, but I don't think people are passionate about it. Well, you're going to hear our thoughts. Quotes is our next section as we like to talk about. Any famous quotes in this one? Just one. I see dead people. I mean, that was the, that was the big one, and that was the only one. Did you have any quotes that you had picked up on your rewatch? The, the, well, I mean, it's nothing I would quote, but the, the scene that I like that is is quotable to me is when they're in the car, and she's like, "How do you know about the accident?" And he's like, because she's standing right outside your window. Yeah. That was, that, that, I, as when that was coming up, I like said it beforehand. Okay. Joe, any quotes jump out at you at this film? No. Besides, turn this fucking thing off already? No. No. Okay. I just remember my first reaction in the theater. Five <laughs> fun facts. The guy bought the script for The Sixth Sense for $2.75 million, was fired because he did not consult with his bosses prior to. This purchase Disney. of the script. Yeah. Disney. Uh, who do you... Well, this, you're not going to guess. This. I was going to say, let's, let's guess. But Michael Sarah auditioned for the role of the kid, of Haley Joel Osment, who, by the way, was the third choice. Some unknown guy dropped out. HJM, as we're going to call him, was the third choice. Donnie Wahlberg lost 43 pounds to play Vincent Gray. I had no idea. I saw the credit go, oh, Donnie Wahlberg, and then I forgot yeah, about it yeah. and certainly did not pick up that that he was the, the nutcase in the first well, five once minutes. once you know it's him and you look at him, you go, oh, yeah. Number four, Bruce Willis signed to do a three-picture deal with Disney. This was the first. Armageddon was the second. And The Kid was the third. The Kid? Exactly. <laughs> did, was that made? Yeah. It was. Yeah. I think, wasn't it for The Kid... The kid. I remember the kid, seeing it, but I, I... I saw the posters for it. I saw the advertisements. Wasn't it the kid the, from two, uh, um, two and a Half Men for some reason? Does that stand out? You know, if we had an intern, we could look this shit up. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, hey, you speaking are. of which... Ah, and if you are listening to this podcast, well, thank you very much for doing so. But we are looking for interns. Specifically, one, social media gurus, and two, those who can procure sponsorships and then maybe we can throw a couple bucks your way. And if you're looking to advertise on Gutting the Sacred Cow podcast, please DM us or just email us at guttingthesacredcow uh, at hotmail.com. I remember the kid. Okay. And was, who is the kid? Is, was I right? Was it, the, was it that two and a half men kid? 
It's uh, Spencer Breslin. Yeah. Nope. Yes. No, it's not. That's not his name. Oh, no. But Angus so and so. This is... kid was in other stuff. Yeah, yeah, but he wasn't two and a half minutes. No. Okay. No, no, no. All right. All right. The thumbnail looked like it might have been him. Uh, Marissa Tomei was originally supposed to play the role of Tony Collette. Uh, the Tony Collette I could see that. Could and Tony Collette was also a bit disappointed when she got this because she was holding out, and I think she did get Bringing Out the Dead, this Martin Scorsese film about, about mm. ambulance drivers. Saw that, not impressed. Me okay. neither. Okay. I didn't see it. Not good. Notes. Here are my notes. Three of the four on Mount Rushmore for the worst age child actors. Uh, Haley Joel Osment, <laughs> Macaulay Culkin, and Edward Furlong. Three of the four. You guys can give me a fourth one if you I wish. actually said to my wife while we were watching this, don't have a cute kid because you can end up looking like an adult uh, Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> it's funny because if you remember, there was a film called The Good Son, Macaulay Culkin, and, oh, God damn it, uh, Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood's held up quite nicely. Child star. Yeah. He they were in the same film. So did Harry Potter. Okay. Fair point. But the, the, but those three are like the the tr- the holy trinity of woof. Haley Joel Osment looks like when you look at a kid and you're like, oh, I wonder what he's going to grow into. And he didn't. He just kept his face and it just got older. He looks like a <laughs> like, <laughs> nothing and nothing aged on him. He looks like a greeter from Walmart now. Can <laughs> we agree on that? Yeah. Okay. By the way, everyone loves Macaulay Culkin, but no one gives two shits about the kid from Problem Child. Let's point that out as well. The ginger. Oh yeah. yeah. I'll let that sink in. I hated as that I movie. Take a beer. You hated that one. I hated that movie. Uh, I like Gilbert Gottfried as a principal. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right, yeah. This film, note number two. This film, in my opinion, well, everything is my opinion. I'm reading it, goddammit. Ding! Bellamy for that one. This film has little or zero rewatchability. This is a one-night stand. I called the ending of this in the theater, by the way. I sat next to my friend Jason Catalano and said, he's dead. He's not talking to anyone directly. Notice that? No one? Uh, no. You want me to pat yourself on the back? Or you no, gonna, no, you no, it? I won't. You got it? Uh, the plot and character development are not worth the payoff, which is the entire fucking film is this payoff, in my opinion. Next, the mom who poisoned the kid. If the kid goes as far to videotape it, why not fucking tell I someone this, she's poisoning someone I said the same thing. instead of Blair witching this shit? <laughs> what little girl is going to watch her film she just made right after? <laughs> like, right. Well, why'd she leave it running? And, and, yeah. and, and The what, show was over. Yeah. At what funeral... Like and or wake, whatever that was, or post funeral, whatever you call wake, that. Sure. Uh, this random little kid shows up, who, by the way, was by himself because Bruce Willis wasn't actually there. So this little kid walks in by himself, goes upstairs, and nobody's like, "Hey, what are Does you doing?" Does he get bullied first? <laughs> they have a little bully scene in there. Oh wait, before he goes up. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking about. I'm talking about when he goes to the funeral. Oh, the birthday party. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he goes upstairs, and then he sees the ghost, and she gives him the box. And then he comes down in the middle of all this. He gives the, this box. And the father at no point says, who, who are, are you? you? Right. He just says, oh, okay. And then in the middle of everything, he watches it? Yeah, guys, guys, guys. Listen, I know my kid just died and all, but we're all going to watch a This looks film. like it could be something. And how does a dad just not slap the living shit out of the mom just for principle? I, I, there's, there's zero reaction besides just a, lip quiver, a jaw quivering. Yeah, I, I wanted a little more out of that, too. Yeah. This is by far the funniest moment of this film. And if you guys didn't laugh at this, shame on you. I laughed my balls off when Haley Joel Osment tells the story about why Tony Collette's husband left her. He left her for a toll booth collector. What kind of shitty 
lazy <laughs> fuck was Tony Collette in bed or an insufferable bore late or nag where the husband leaves her for a woman whose job is to sit in a two-foot-wide box while sucking up carbon monoxide fumes for eight hours a day. What kind of shitty person is Tony Collette? Well, how long have you been married for? Uh, six and a half yeah, years. Yeah, so you can't really tell. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been uh, walking the Green Mile, Fernandez? <laughs> no, not actually about the six years. There you but, go. We're in the same boat. Yeah. <laughs> Those but, are my notes, sir. But Kevin, you triple real- that. You could be like toll booth collect. <laughs> <laughs> They've got great benefits. I've heard. <laughs> yeah. She's gonna die soon too. I can get on that on, the, on, the, on, the, on that will because of the uh, the black lung. Kevin Israel, your notes for this um, one point. My 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 wife actually made that was a good point. That I don't think any movie ever killed off the main character in the first five minutes. Uh, I disagree. I'd have to do my homework on that, but I'm very, very sure. Yeah, that's how to have happened. Wait, wait, wait. American Beauty. There you go. He's already talking to you. He's dead. He's like, I'm dead, by the way. And he he does a VO, and it tells the story and how he dies. Yeah, I guess. All right. Um, There there was a line that that made me laugh. Uh, When they walk out of the play, Bruce Willis goes, play was good. Better than Cats. And I was like, that's amazing, because the Cats just can't look. It just felt like... Like, they were talking to us right now. Perfect time. Yeah. And um, one of the interesting things that I – because I looked it up at the – because after the movie, I was like – my wife and I actually got into an argument about it. Did Haley Joel Osment's character know that Bruce Willis was dead the yeah. whole time? Oh, yeah. It, no, it's a huge point of debate. I, I think he did. People say he's just he, not being, some, ha, ha, you're some, dead. Some, some, people, some people say he did. Some people say he didn't. Some people say he realized, like, halfway through the movie – but if you if you if you watch it, there's no because the closure of the movie is at the is towards the end where he goes, I guess you're leaving now, and it's but he never says, you know, I guess you're going on to wherever ghosts go. So it's it was he, I apparently he left it specifically ambiguous as to whether or not Haley Joel Osment knew. There is zero debate in my mind that he knew that he was dead. Joe Fernandez, where you stand on this? Whether he knew he was dead? Yes. I feel he did. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he has. Of course, to. yeah, I agree. Okay. Any other notes? Uh, I got you in a fight with your your wife. No, 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 no. I look. I I agree with you. It's it's definitely a, a one trick pony. And once you know what the what the little secret was, it's interesting to watch. Once you know it, just because you get to see all the parts and go, oh, and you do what we're about to do, dismantle the movie, going, well, why didn't these people know this and that? But. Uh, there definitely isn't a lot of value in watching it again. You're, you know, there's nothing. There's no point where you're like, "Oh my god, this is the best part." Watch this. No, it's only good to watch the shit on it. Yeah, um, but I, you know, I don't think I'm gonna be aligned with with Joe to the extent. I don't think it was. It's it's for me. Unlike Kevin, who's you know just a, a super genius, uh, I <laughs> I did not know. So at the but when when you got to the twist and found out that Bruce Willis was dead, I was like, holy shit! And I walked up being like, that was fucking amazing. Watching it again, obviously not as amazing because you, because because there's no plot. Thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Take away the ending because I remember being in the movie with my girlfriend and I'm watching. I'm like, I lean. I go. What the fuck is happening in this movie? Like, what are they even want? They don't even want anything. Like, they're leading to nothing. Like, I don't even know what the then they happened. You're like, oh, good, something happened. Yeah. So, my one of my favorite films, and I believe yours as well, is The Usual Suspects. Yeah, it's very good. The major difference between that film and this film is this film has zero rewatchability. Usual Suspects, I can just that's the I call it the remote control test. I have to rewatch that. 
Because I'm I, like, how could it be anybody other than Kevin Spacey? I like because, I wasn't surprised. No, no, no. For, 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 forget. Oh, the, I was. For, for, I must. I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Forget. Forget the twist. The film itself and the characters and oh, the whole great. story oh. is flawless. And it, this is what I call my remote control test: is if I'm watching a film, if I'm flicking around, I go, "Usual Suspects" is on. I throw the remote down. I go, "No need for this for the next hour and forty five minutes." Well, this, that's well. The, the Usual Suspects has a, a, like a great characters, great scenes, great moments that yes. you want to rewatch. Yes, Sixth Sense doesn't really have that. Right. Six Uncut Gems is like modern day Sixth Sense. I never, I didn't see. Uncut I don't Gems know yet. about. What, I mean, I well, like because it. it had no, no character, no character development. I mean, we're not going to talk about that movie, but no character development. There's no fucking. There's no story like this is what this guy wants. Right. There's no. There's no nothing to carry you through. It's just you just randomly watching this guy is a degenerate gambler, and then a surprise happens, and you're like, oh, okay. Well, and it's funny because <laughs> one of the discussions my wife and I had while we were watching Sixth Sense was, what is Bruce Willis's motivation here? As knowing he's a ghost, what is his? Why is he doing this? Yeah, who hired him? He's and, dead, right? And so the so the the point is that he let down that one kid who had the same ability as Holly Joel Osment. So whatever powers that may be, forced him to find this kid and help him. To I guess redeem it or for for some, but the fact wow. that you had to like kind of search that out shows that there was a, there was a, a flaw in the movie. What if I told you I completely I don't want to say disagree, but I didn't have that line of thinking. I thought his whole line with coming back was to have closure with the wife. No, I th- I think that I think I think him hanging around his wife was what he kind of was was doing on purpose because he thought he was still alive. Right. So that was just he was just trying to do that because his, it was oh. his life. What the powers that be were doing were trying to get him to help this kid because you fucked over that kid who killed himself. So now you have to save this kid. Can we answer this though? On that one. If he gets shot around Christmas time and then we revisit it in the fall. So he's been dead almost a year. Has he, I mean, I know marriage, sometimes you don't talk a lot, but like (laughs) you tell me almost a whole year, he's just wandering in this whatever world. Well, like, you know what I mean? There was I don't know why they had to do that. Like there just was start a, the shit right away. There was a there maybe, was a, maybe just to yank the carpet out from under the the, the audience to say, "Oh, okay, this blah 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 shit." I get it. You're nitpicking, which is fine. No, but it's agree. it's something that makes no sense. It's yeah. like it's it's one of those things. Now, a lot of these things I I didn't get on the first viewing. It's like yeah. after talking with people over the years, I steal steal something that somebody else said. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, but No, but you're right, but and I think Probably because there's there is a there is a very one little line one little throwaway line, and I think somebody probably said to him, like there's he's got no timeline like this guy's living right. this life and he's like upstairs trying to get into the you know he's tra- he can't get into his the office right door handle. then suddenly he's in the office like did he get it how did he get like and so at some point he goes yeah I'm having difficulty with time he's and he's at at some point in the movie I can't remember who he's saying to he's like yeah. Time's weird lately, or I'm having difficulty with time or something. It's like a throwaway. And that's supposed to be where you get the idea that, like, as a ghost, he's not living this linear, like, oh, I was upstairs, I walked down the stairs, now I'm talking to her, and, like, nobody. He's just living in moments. He's just there yeah. for moments. In the theater, I remember thinking the one time, it was like, who let him in the house when he's sitting there with the mother and then Haley Joel Osment comes home? The mother didn't let him, so this guy just walks into people's houses. No, I think and sits down with the mother. Yeah, right. But I'm saying, like, he doesn't like the the logic of their movie's not working because he's not supposed to know he's dead. Yet he's being like this total creepo that is just entering homes, sitting next to a quiet mother, not 
Like, if you were sitting in a room with someone that wasn't talking to you, wouldn't you be like, I'm, I'm out of here? Right. I think the I think the deeper aspect that you, you definitely miss in the movie is that as, like, a dead person, because he says, you know, dead people don't want to believe they're dead. They they all they keep going through life, and they don't, they don't know that they're dead, or they don't want to believe it. And he just appears in these moments. He Obviously, he didn't, like, walk in or, like, walk through a wall like a cartoon ghost. Like, he just appeared there, and he... And in his mind, he's like, oh, this is a patient of mine, so now I have to help this person. Like, he's kind of filling in the story to make sense of this existence that he's living in because he doesn't know he's dead. Right. So it's – but you're never going to – you're not going to get that with because – the, because the gag was that he didn't know he was dead and neither did we, we never were able to get any explanation for that. We just had to re- kind of ride along with him in this awkward life that he was sort of living because we were never able to say – had had it started out and been like, had it been like um, American Dream, American American Beauty, American Beauty, where it started off and he was like, "I'm dead now," we would have been able to get either his narration or through it, like, why is he to appear in these and why doesn't anybody notice him and why and wh- like why is he why did he accept all of that? Yeah, but right. I just think that they didn't stick with the logic they set up of their own movie, which was annoying. Yeah, I it's agree. like dead people make the room cold. He never did. Next section, critics' five-star reviews. Ready? One of Hollywood's most accomplished genre films in the last 20 years. <laughs> it's more than just a killer trick. The Sixth Sense holds up because Bruce Willis's mournful performance, mournful, these fucking English with degree majors, mournful performance as Dr. Malcolm Crow is fantastic. Anyone wanting a truly good scare mixed with the sort of heartfelt character investment that makes the plot more enthralling will never be disappointed with The Sixth Sense. Wrong. People with common sense are. Like The Exorcist, this isn't really a gore-spattered shocker, more a slow-burning subconscious botherer. Bothering, yes. Yeah. Bothering me for 20 years. This botherer. The bothering. The, the bothering of the writing of these people. They, again, they have to prove that they know more. They've used, this author- used a thesaurus. That's what bothers me about these fucking critics. Critic one-star reviews. Another, quote, could have been film. Almost as almost successful compromise. An intelligent flick done by its misplaced and worn-out star. Worn-out star, Bruce Willis. He was great. Especially at that time. Pulp Fiction revitalized him and Travolta. Because he had Hudson Hawk had a string of bad films in the early 90s. Die Hard 3 didn't come out until 95. That brought him back. Well, Pulp Fiction, then not in Die Hard 3. And he was back again, right? Fucking worn. The acting was the best part of this movie. Right. <laughs> Build as a... Chilling psychological thriller. This movie is actually none of these things. Right. No better than dime store. No better than any dime store thriller collecting dust over a blockbuster. This film was obviously written before 2005. It might have taken some kind of extrasensory perception to explain what fills the sixth sense as 114 minutes because I certainly can't explain it. In my favorite review, Plana and Plana and sus sequencias durante la mejor parte del tiempo. My favorite review. People five-star reviews. Suffice to say, how often has there been a film that is morally and spiritually thought-provoking, moderately chilling is spots. I read everyone's bad grammar, by the way, misspellings. (laughs) And a real feel-good tearjerker all at the same time. I can't think of a single one. Go watch it! Incidentally, Willis takes a timeout from his usual cocky persona. Someone was not a fan of Seagram's wine coolers, were they? And to turn in a great and sensitive performance where this is a tearjerker I don't know that there's any tear-jerking moments. That is my next point. I just I wrote that down. Who's crying in this film? There's no one getting sad. Is, are, you, are you getting sad when he announces the, Again, the moment in the car where he says the whole thing about the grandmother, that was a little – that kind of got me a little bit. But 
there was definitely no like even at the end I wasn't wasn't like oh my like I mean I was surprised by the ending but I wasn't beat up. One other thing I want to back for just a hot second because I'll forget it. When the bully or the, the, the kid doesn't like him, they walk out to go to school together, and he goes, hey, how was that? Pretty good, right? And they just leave. Like, why is the kid who doesn't like him walking in the class without any kind of reparations or something? I actually the exact, exact same thing. And what was he, what like, he doing? What was he for? doing? Right. And I thought he was, like, taking his bag. I did, too. I thought, or he had homework in there. He's going to give him his homework. Yeah. I, there was no payoff. That, so this was unnecessary. Okay. This next review, written on 6519. Wow. OMG, I love this movie, and this recently priced DVD is so worth it. <laughs> I hope you paid $2 for it. <laughs> Since rewatching it is an absolute must with this brain-teasing ghost story. Sure to become a cult classic and definitely a great addition Wait, to your collection. Sure to become? <laughs> it's 20 years after the fact, almost to the day. Oh, Christ. A few more, because again, I, these are this is our goldmine here, Joe. Extraordinary emotional engagement throughout the film. The first 10 minutes of this film sees more plot than do most entire movies. In sees the first more plot. 10 minutes. Nothing even happens for 50. Right. <laughs> 50? I mean, you're generous. <laughs> yeah. Acting superb, round characters, all of the relationships feel very real. Light on quote unquote horror elements, but well worth seeing MO. I am watching The Sixth Sense for the first time in 2017. Uh, someone just fell out of the Amish or Orthodox Jewish culture, I suspect. Uh, there are at least hundreds and thousands, hundreds of thousands of movies to see, much, many of which are praised. I don't know what percentage of people have never seen this one, but I think it's one not to miss. Not sure if I want to watch it again now that I know the ending, but the SD version of this movie was four ninety nine. so great! I feel like four ninety nine is high. This cheap queef couldn't pony up another dollar for the HD? Like, why are you going to watch a film that's like rabbit ears quality here? This is one of the few movies you really need to see twice. No, it isn't. Allow at least a week for your forehead to heal after smacking it with the palm of your hand when you see the last minutes of it for the first time and realize you thought everything you thought about was going wrong. Sorry, everything you understood about what was going on in this movie was wrong. I've seen thousands of films, boys, in my life. Thousands. And I have never smacked my head uh, with my head, my forehand on my head ever. Except the one time. I did watch a girl blow a horse and the fucking fire hose load of semen in her face was hilarious. And you're like, why didn't I think I'm of doing like, that? Oh my god damn it, what is poor girl taking for this movie? Who smacks her head? Kevin was like, people can get paid for this? This was a brilliant business move. Oh my god. <laughs> do I want to do, this one is a long one, but it's fucking good. Alright, you know what, I'm going to skip it just for the sake of editing. Now Joe is our favorite section, is the, as we call it, the open mic section, the people one star reviews. I like this. Quit watching after 30 minutes. Still can't figure out what the plot was supposed to be. <laughs> exactly. Well, Joe Fernandez. <laughs> well, that's what, isn't that what happens when you turn the film off after 30 minutes so you can't figure it out? This guy. I've only seen one movie in my entire life that's more insulting to my intelligence than, the, than this piece of garbage, and that is The Game. I love The Game. The Game was great. I love that film. Michael Douglas, I told my wife, oh, like, you'll love oh, this movie. Yeah. She watched, she goes, eh. I was like, fuck. Eh. I, I saw the theater in college. I love that film. If you like the game, that if you like the way that those pl uh, ridiculous plot holes in this movie tricked you, then you'll have the game too. The worst thing about movies is that 
like any other great acting or superb visuals are ruined for me in this sense. The Sixth Sense definitely has both of these qualities, but in my opinion, they are completely ruined by the impossible plot. It's a shame that you don't know how truly bad this movie is until it is over. I know that doesn't seem possible, but that's how this movie works. I'll never figure some things out. Do yourself a favor, and don't try to figure this movie out either. Just stare like a good little zombie at your TV, and be amazed by the ending. For heaven's sakes, don't think back to anything that has transpired earlier. That's what this quote-unquote genius director wants us all to do. Sorry, I'm not that stupid. Man, I've never I, online critiqued one movie in my life. I was just about to say, I <laughs> wish I had the time in my life. I wish something affected me that much. I think I have one Yelp review. It was because a handyman fixed my door at a reasonable rate. <laughs> I, and I, he was such a good guy. I'm like, hire this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, oh, yeah, a rousing endorsement, Joe. <laughs> I had to. It was so nice. <laughs> great. So be nice to Joe Fernandez, and he might say something about you online. Be nice. Give me a good deal, and I'll be on your Yelp next day. A bore. A complete stultifying bore. Never heard the word stultifying, have you? Stultifying? Stultifying. Okay. Of course I figured out the ending because I have to do something to occupy my mind. I don't see how anyone with a fourth grade education could figure out the ending. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. This little, this rather drab little movie and its rather drab, obvious little surprise ending. This guy's infatuated little. Was offering much else for me to do. Last one. This movie is the most commercially motivated Ridiculous sellout of a film, one word. Having Ghost appear to say, tell dad to put my, tell dad that mom put drain on my soup and the like was just dumb. Had it been all evil intentions, this movie would have been much more effective in a positive horror movie way. I can't wait to the sequel where they run out on even shorter ideas and have Ghost appear saying, tell Aunt Edna that the car, the car keys she lost in 1984 are behind the clothes dryer. How could you use your car keys behind a dryer? The awful grandma visits me and she's proud of me and tells me she's proud of you every day was so motivated to mass appeal that I was sick. I also always have to have that irritating, quote-unquote, Heartwarming touch, don't they? This guy weighs 300 pounds and he has a neck beard. Probably. Okay. Right. Joe Fernandez, I give you the stage to gut the sacred cow of the sixth sense. Your Honor, Your Honor. I mean, I feel like all those reviews just said. I mean, it's, it's Joe's a, walking it's out a already. Plotless movie, and the reason why people were surprised is because they didn't know what was going on. You're watching for so long, like, nothing's happening. Wow, something happened, and it was such a surprise that he was dead, and that something happened. I don't mind, like, the ghostly things of him. The, they set up certain criteria for their world, and they didn't live up to it is what bothers mm-hmm. me the most. It's like you set up how these ghosts are supposed to be, and then he's not even that way. Right. The main ghost. Right. They, they, they have the wound that they got killed with, except him. They, they're in the same clothes they died in, except him. Uh, he he likes to change his clothes daily. Apparently, apparently he's time he's time shifting, but has plenty of time to pick out a new wardrobe. Apparently, he only yeah, he had wore the same the, outfit. No, he had the yeah. same outfit. They were very quick to point that out. And they also did when I, they showed that this is another fun fact I didn't put in there. But they keep his wedding ring hand out of shot. They taught because Bruce Willis is left handed. You, know, you probably have seen that. He had to learn how to t- to write right handed to keep the left hand out of the shot to keep the wedding ring on the hand. So that's something they were kind of sticking with. But yeah, everything was the same. With the wardrobe, the right yeah, he did. He, he, no, his wardrobe changed. No, he, everything, no, oh, everything. Go he, watch it again. He, he has different clothes on. Yeah. I'm telling you. Hold on. <laughs> everything he wore, he wore that day that he died. Yeah. So he was in. He was dressed up in a suit at one point, and he. You see, he wears different different parts of the suit. Different coats. He has he an overcoat. The overcoat. Yeah. He, has, he did have an overcoat on at some point in in the beginning, I believe. Um, and then I think. 
The only my only question is that actually you might be right. He's wearing at no, some is point. A, is a, at some few... point, he does wear a sweatsuit. Yeah, I think when he's in the hospital with the kid, he's in a sweatsuit, and I don't remember him wearing a sweatsuit in the beginning. I don't remember being in the hospital with the kid. <laughs> when, when he's yeah, that's when, when M Night Shyamalan's in the movie. Yeah. oh the doctor, the doctor. Yeah. That doc, that's yeah. right. You're okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, it's cold when we're around ghosts, except Bruce Willis. Because well, if they, they made that happen, then it would blow the fucking nut. He said they. He said it gets cold when they're angry. <sighs> Can't. <laughs> kind of like the Hulk. You won't like me when I'm angry. <sighs> we see but, the breath. but the other ones weren't angry. You're, you're right. The ones hanging from the nooses. They're all like smiling. Well, <laughs> there was a, that's so funny. There was another <laughs> scene where, they, where the kid said he said the school had dead dead people were killed there too. Um, they cut out. A scene of that too, because they said it would be too graphic with all the people swinging from the room. More yeah. people like gutted and whatnot. But yeah, this was. Uh, no, sorry, this is your, no, no, this is no, no. That's no. I'm saying there's all these things that just don't make sense that lead to a shitty movie. It's like, it's, it's the reason why his other movies probably everyone hated them because it was like he didn't have surprise endings. And they realized, wow, he can't tell a fucking story. No, it wasn't because of all that. But he's a pretty brilliant. I mean, it just goes to show nobody like you could really nobody's really paying attention when they're watching a movie. Because none of us really saw this shit on the first viewing. You're just like, oh, okay. Yeah, you just, yeah, yeah, this is, you don't know why it sucks, but it, you just keep going along. Then you could be surprised. They did a great job of making you think this was a good movie. Well, in the, so in the first watching, which we'll all obviously never get back, I remember feeling very tense throughout the whole movie. He did a good job building tension throughout the whole movie. Like you were never. Because you were constantly expecting something to happen, and only a few times were there something, were there scenes where you're like, "Ah, I like, see that." He built tension. I agree with you. I disagree. Where I didn't jump, you know, when you see, when you see like the like, people walking across the back, it's not it's a, an instant jump cut. It's a sauntering, more like like, "Oh, I'm gonna go get a cup of coffee," and just kind of. I can't. It's it's a very slow walk, so I didn't jump. There were not any ah moments in there at all. I thought Edward. there was the one. When the, when the ghost girl grabs his leg, that was kind of a okay. Under that the was, bed. That was right. kind of a moment. And then when the, uh, I guess it wasn't as much as a, as like a jump scare as like like the tension like kind of reached a fever pitch when the girl the little girl that same girl was under the under his tent right and like he was slowly taking it off and you like you just knew something horrible. Misha was Barton, be by the way. Oh, that's right. Oh shit, that's right. She um, grew up to be a hottie. I'll tell you that. But. M Night is good with that. He's good with he's good with building tension because I remember and and you know what's funny that you said about like the, just the subtle walk by like the moment that normally in most horror movies would have been a oh my god right was more like just casual and it almost makes it more eerie sure because they're so nonchalant about it. It's the same thing in Signs when you finally see the alien in the news report and he just kind of walks by yeah and there's nothing like sudden about it like it just happens and it's so like matter factly and it's and it that that moment and that movie was was okay. Um, but that moment, moment for me was super eerie because it was so natural and so like whatever. Like I'm just walking along, and a lot of that, a lot of the scares in Sixth Sense were similar to that, where it was, you'd think it was going to be more of a gotcha, and it was more of a yeah, this is happening, and you're like, oh, I. Agree. And he's I, good at building I, the movie, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. He's good at using filmmaking techniques, but it seems like he knew the ending, and oh, he wrote I was trying I to get there, so. trying to get there, and just realizing. I'm hitting a wall because I'm setting up all these scenarios. I just have to just disregard them and keep plowing through. And the payoff and wasn't, and the payoff wasn't worth it. The entire film is the payoff. Who's the de- all right? 
I, I should have made notes, but who's the de- who's the dead lady in the kitchen that we never found out much just more about? Ghost. Just, just some ghost. Just some ghost. Yeah. <laughs> she, well, she lived there before. Well, she said she was torturing. He was he had the scratches on his arm because he was tortured by the, the other ghosts and shit like that. Yeah. That was I think that was that lady. The yeah. Only, yeah, the only one I remember beating. leaving the theater. I remember driving with my girlfriend. She loved it. I'm like, eh. I was like, yeah. How did he get into the house? And she goes, what are you talking about? He let him in. I go, no, he didn't. But back then it was like. I either have to go pay to see it again or wait for Blockbuster. <laughs> and then by that time, you don't give a shit. Right, like, I don't right, know. Yeah. I, I wasn't. Di- I just. I have never really dissected many movies I've hated. I, I probably go <laughs> find all the problems. This yeah. is the first film I've had to do that I had to pay for. I did rent it on Amazon Video for three bucks. I rent it too. Yeah. It's the only one that bothers me. Like, my wife, I told her, I'm like, yeah, I'm going on my friend's podcast. I told her what it was about. She goes, yeah, but you kind of like find good in like a lot of things. How are you going to do this? I'm like, but the six cents. Yeah. <laughs> and he I said it to co- me. And it's, I, I had to coach I was going to cancel. Yeah, I'm like, I don't was. know. I, I don't like, I like a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pretty optimistic guy. I'm a pretty guy. optimistic guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the way, this is the second film. <laughs> Film in two films that we've done a film based in Philadelphia, and one thing about uh, Philadelphia, yeah, see, yeah. and the other thing too, I noticed, and thank, thankfully, no one had that goddamn nails on a chalkboard Philly accent in this film, because I would turn it off and go, "Fuck you, not gonna, <laughs> yeah. not, I'm not gonna sit through ham, fan, wooder, joint, all that bullshit." Nobody's gonna put up with that, and nobody in the rest of the country yeah, would really understand. Use that accent in a lot of Philly movies, do they? No, I have to. You know the one, even I, like Rocky, he's kind of like New Yorker. <laughs> I would right? say the one, yes, right. I ha- and I have to rewatch it. I, it could be or it couldn't be. Is Invincible with Marky Mark as the Eagles? With they the have it a little bit. I, ha- I haven't seen it in so long. A little yeah, bit. You have to. Yeah, in the bar scenes. Yeah, but it's funny yeah. how we pick accents that that we are like endearing, like the Boston accent. Hate it, but it's in, but people think it's endearing. Who says that is an endearing accent? Most movie watchers who I can't. Whenever you see a movie f- based in Boston, they have that accent. Well, they have it, and it's very pronounced because that's. I mean, I see what you're saying. I think that the rest of the country couldn't say that's a Philadelphia accent. But that, like Boston, they know. New York, they know. Texas, the slash the South, they know. But they don't know a Philly accent, I think. I really don't think. No, I don't think they do. You're no. right. Because they don't do. Because nobody ever oh, hears yeah, somebody because, from Philly gotcha, go, talk you. and go. Got, I'm with you now. I'm oh, sorry. that's nice. Yeah, that's, yeah, if Rocky Balboa had the Philly yeah. accent, it would be very popular. Right. Yeah. But yeah. they could even do that. They're like, we can't ruin this movie. Yeah. <laughs> He's from Brooklyn. <laughs> he, he can sure as hell try with that accent. <laughs> yeah, nobody. Paulie didn't have it. This is Andrew. what people from Philly sound like. What? <laughs> Well, no, this it's is, not. This is my ring outside in the street. You know? <laughs> but I didn't know Sage Stallone died. Someone, I, I made a comment about Rocky Five when I promoted the, the last episode. And someone said, "Yeah, I said R.I.P. Sage Stallone's acting career." He's like, by the way, he died like a few years ago of a heart attack at like thirty-seven. I'm like, I'm like, whoops, <laughs> oopsie daisy. What a dick. Joe Fernandez. Anything else to add about the Sixth Sense? I'm trying to think. It's just it's just those dumb plot holes and no, well, no plot, illogical. Um, it's just it's dumb. The movie's just dumb. It, it honestly is. I and I get it. I I was surprised. I, I, yeah. Oh, he's dead. But I was already annoyed at that point that nothing <laughs> was happening. Like you know what I mean? Like it was like thank God I'm ga- he's dead. I'm glad he's dead. Thank God he's dead. <laughs> Something fucking happened. And I really think subconsciously that's why a lot of the audience was so. <gasps> Because they didn't know what was going on either. Well, it's, like, it's, you don't know what's going on. It's funny that kind of your thesis in this is that nothing happened. Because there's two points in the movie where each last night watching them, I was like, oh, thank God. Because you forget about all the little details. But when he looks at – and it's, and it's the same moment. He looks at Bruce Willis and he goes, I'm ready to tell you my secret. 
right. then he looks at his mom and goes, I'm ready to communicate with you. And both of those times, I was like, ah, oh, thank God, because something's <laughs> yeah. going to happen. Like, we're going to get, we're going to move this fucking boat forward. <laughs> and he goes, before I tell you, I want to go to Wawa and get a hoagie <laughs> and get some w- flavored water. Oh. You said the one about the, with the girl, with the girl with the, that got poisoned. That was like a huge, ridiculous this girl's got some massive VHS camera. You can only imagine it's probably this big. Yeah, yeah. This is '99, guys. We're not. We're not. Sets this up slim a yeah, Where show. was that Puppet thing set that it was pu- hidden? Well, well, yeah. In why a bookshelf? Maybe because yeah, the dollhouse yeah, is there. Yeah, but the mother's making poison and like her she bowls didn't see are right the, there. The, the legs like, of all right, the if camera. you're gonna poison your daughter, aren't you gonna do it away from her stage? Just throw out the window. Yeah. She's like, this is where my daughter makes her TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> why not do it in the kitchen where she's not in the room, dickhead? Right, and the. Like so, so you got to assume that this is the first time this girl's filmed their puppet show, and her mother has no idea this is where she places the camera. This is a secret puppet show. She's secret by series. The, she's by had. the way. Speaking of the puppet show, tell me you guys did not think when she's doing the puppet show, she's like, "Well, do you want to dance? Oh, I'll dance with you." I thought that that was like a, a metaphor for some guy raped her at the dance when she's doing the puppet shit together. She's like, <laughs> "Jesus oh, Christ!" Well, yeah. No, I did not think that. I didn't happened. think that, but. I thank you for telling me that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this poor girl got molested. Keep or your some children shit. away from Kevin Gates. Just... Now, did she watch her show dead or alive to realize this? The girl. Because if she watched it alive, she knew her mother was poisoning her and didn't say nothing. That's or my she... fucking point. Yeah, or of course she, said... she did. She had the camera set. There. No, I think she was. No, but did no. she. No, she was filming it on purpose. Yes. She was filming it on purpose to, yes. to catch her mother yes. poisoning her. So Why do you she... think she put it in a fucking, like, a, a cigar, a tr- box. cigar box? Exactly. Like, when I die. You know, you could have saved a lot of English and, a, and your life. You could have saved yeah. your life. And I said, "Hey, Daddy, Mommy's poisoning Mom's putting me. turpentine in my. Can you suit? ask the, the doctor to see what Mommy's making me drink? Because I think it's killing me. The best was the line was the mom goes, "Listen, like, don't, don't they do don't, autopsies?" The, the mom said, "Don't say it tastes funny. It's just because of the medicine you're on right now." I'm like, "Oh, this is." <laughs> How dumb is this fucking kid? Seriously. Yeah, Munchausen syndrome people are much smarter than that. Yeah. They're not just throwing friggin' pine saw in their kids' soup. Oh. I've heard. Um, one, of the th- one of the other things I noticed watching this movie was if you ever watch, if you ever saw uh, The Happening, which people. I like The Fappening better. Hey, oh! Sorry. Uh, Kate Upton. Um, <laughs> yeah. One of the big complaints about the the happening was the dialogue and 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 how Mark Wahlberg like spoke in it. Like it was this very stilted way that everybody spoke, and it was almost not cartoony, but it had nobody talked the way. Wait people a minute, spoke time out. Happening. Which one was that? Was that was he in the signs? trees? With the trees. It was wait was, was Mark Wahlberg in the in signs, signs? Well, yeah. Okay. Which one was he the teacher in? Was that signs? The happening. Then I never saw that one. The happening was. Bad. I heard it's terrible. It was bad. I stopped. I think I gave up. Right when the lady in the water, lady in the lake, whatever the fuck that was, or Paul Giamatti. Also had bad. The, I, yeah, I heard it was so. I, I, I gave, just up gave up the one where they had the with that the fucking people living in the fucking field, the village. The village. Uh, I was. Like, I saw them. I saw I'm, them I'm, all. I'm, did I'm, you really? I'm, yeah. I just did. Can't. You go see what was the, what was the one he did with Will Smith. Yeah, I saw that. Why? I don't know. I just Jesus. I don't. know. Kevin um, Israel has no regard of time <laughs> and allotment of time. Um, but but the one thing I got to do have to say about the happening, there is a couple of scenes in there that are really fucked up. That when you watch, you're like, holy shit. Because the whole concept of the movie is that there's something, and it's going to sound ridiculous when I explain it. The trees are releasing some kind of toxin that make people lose their minds and kill themselves. Like they, uh, uh, when a person breathes this in or when they're touched, but whatever happens they immediately have to kill themselves. So whether they throw themselves off a building. And so there's a couple scenes of people killing themselves that are 
horrifying oh. in a horrifying way. Like a guy crashes his car into the into like a tree or a post or something, and he doesn't kill. He doesn't die, so he stumbles out and he's like looking around and he picks up a piece of glass from the car and just starts sawing at his wrists. <laughs> I haven't been this motivated in years. <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> but my so my point about the happening was that the, the dialogue in that movie was really criticized because it was it was just weird i don't even know how to describe it properly it's almost like it's supposed to be kind of campy the way he wrote it and watching the sixth sense again and having that in the back of my mind i think that's kind of also just how m night Shyamalan writes dialogue because if you go back and watch this the way they talk to each other people don't really talk that way and i don't have a really good example of it but it it almost it almost had a soap operatic feeling to it i a hundred percent agree with you because i'm thinking of the where He's going when he's sitting down with his wife at, at dinner or whatever, and it's just a happy anniversary where she just leaves. He's just talking these weird, like weirdly measured, clipped and yeah. tone like uh, speech. I said, I, I'm sitting there like I, I thought of it. I go, ah, I, I must be nitpicking the fuck out of it. But now that you say that, uh, I, I, yeah, you're right. Yeah, if a, I remember correctly, I back then when that movie came out. I was thinking about watching it again, but I remember thinking it was that movie Stir of Echoes came out around the same yeah, time. Yeah, it was such yeah. a better film. Yeah. Much. I no just, play. And it was kind of similar. Like, you know, who was in Stir? Was Kevin I, Bacon. Was Kevin Bacon. Bacon right? I just yeah. put that on the DVR two nights ago. I go, I haven't seen this in forever. This is what that movie should have been. Like a good is that story. Where he listens to camera? the radio and hears that's his... frequency, which yeah. is also good, by the way. No, I like that. What's Stir of Echoes? Which one? I like which that. one was Stir of Echoes? What was that? Dennis Quaid was that? No, no, that was Kevin Bacon. No, no, sorry, sorry. I thought, oh. I said frequency. I'm sorry. A frequency was Dennis Quaid. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Was, what was Stir Echoes about? Because I know I, I saw it. I, I, I want to rewatch it. He, he, he. I think it was another thing where he's like dead or whatever. He's like digging in his basement. Like this voice keeps telling him to like. Oh yeah, yeah. I think this the whole surprise is yeah, like yeah. he's dead too. But I was like, now that's a good surprise. I'm dead movie. Like that's because <laughs> if that didn't happen, the movie was still yeah. great. Like you could have taken away the ending and been like, this was an interesting movie. Yeah. And Kevin Bacon's awesome and everything. <laughs> he is. I mean, including Friday the 13th, where he takes a machete through his chest in the bed. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or an animal house where he's getting spanked by a pledge battle. Okay, tremors. Tremors. They made like eight TV versions, sequels yeah. for that. Um, There's another one coming out, just in case anybody. It's going to be a TV show. They made a TV show. show yeah, tremors? Yeah. yeah. They just can't make anything. The dad from Family Ties was in Tremors as well. Yes, he was. Yeah, Michael yes, Gross. He was. In a completely different type of role. <laughs> yeah, very much so. <laughs> Kevin Israel, did Joe Fernandez gut the sacred cow? Did he change our minds? You know what? I'm. I wish I could give you a little more credit about part of this, but again, this was one of those rewatchings, and and I was and I I, I guess it's it's Joe's fault, but I, <laughs> I rewatched it with more of a critical eye, knowing that Joe was going to come in, and I respect Joe and his opinion, and give an argument. So I watched it, and it. It definitely didn't hold up the way I remembered it. Okay. I saw that again. Saw it in the theater. Did not like it then. Do not like it now. You did not change my mind because there wasn't anything to change. So you just, as soon as I said, oh, reinforced, reinforced the obvious. True. Exactly. <laughs> you got me, though, Joe. And that happened. You got me. Uh, no one has come in and changed their minds yet, but that's a uh, few, few, few uh, knowledge points have been given out. But yeah, this was one. I said, as soon as you said this, I said, this is going to be a cakewalk. I thought, I don't know where you stood on this one. That's why we didn't talk. I mean, I always, I, looking back on it, I was always like, oh, yeah, it was a great twist. But you're right. There was no besides the twist. Which wasn't even that but great of a twist. It stands to reason how much, like, because I don't like, I like everything. <laughs> and like to the point where, like, I'm like. What are your favorite it? three films? Let me see. I'm trying to get a barometer of you and your taste. Pulp so get, Fiction. Okay. My number, I love this. It's my favorite My number two. So, okay. Goodfellas. All right. 
and I always have a hard time after that because there's so many that can yeah. like swap in there. But um, oh. Nightmare on Elm Street Six. <laughs> oh. Three more years is the best. It is. The third one is the best. Three more years. That's pretty good. It's badass. I'm trying to think of a third. There's just Star Wars. Now, okay, it's for entertainment value. I find it to be one of the funniest movies of all time. I just always loved it as a kid. With Schindler's Star- List. No, Scarface. Oh. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. That Scarface. film sucked. Did, we did on the no, show. But it's, it's like, yes, if you watch it with a critical yeah, filmmaking with eye, it does suck. But it is amazing. I don't know. There's just something about it. But you said it was funny. To you, it's, it's so funny. <laughs> The funny lines in that? Yeah, but so it's... Just like... But it was never meant to be funny. Unintentionally funny. No, so you're watching it. had it. to be intentional. You're, no, you're watching yeah, it with a whole different eye. No, but when he's driving and he's like, uh, you tell him what I think I told you to say? He's like, yeah, I told him I was in sanitation. He's like, you say you was in sanitation? I said to say you was in a sanitarium. <laughs> <laughs> Not sanitation, you piece of shit. I just find it. But I, I honestly don't think that was meant to be as funny as you find it. But it's such See, a I ridiculous thought Brian De Palma line. was trying to be campy with it. Oliver Stone, who wrote the film, says he hates it now. <laughs> hates it. Of course, yeah. But And it spawned the career of a lot of shitty rappers, too. Yeah. So, like I said, I just threw it out there as a third. There's so many that could be third. It's just one of those movies when it's on, I'm like, I have to watch it. <laughs> it's really? so funny. All right. Rocky's pretty funny, too. What is? Rocky. People don't give it to the comedic. Hey, take her to the zoo. Retards love the zoo. <laughs> she's not retarded. She's slow. I love my what balls off. Kevin's going to work that quote into every episode of this <laughs> so podcast I forget now. which Rocky was. He goes, he's like, Rocky, your eyes said, he's like, you kidding? I see like a beagle, yo. <laughs> <laughs> It's fucking best line in Rocky ever. I see like a beagle, yo. <laughs> Joe Fernandez, where can we find you? Besides uh, on your couch watching fucking uh, Scarface. Scarface, <laughs> yeah. Um, just go to YouTube.com slash Joe Fernandez. Fernandez with an S. I'm trying to just push that more than anything. Um, I, I subscribed. Thank you. In there. Thank you. Kevin Israel. KevinIsrael.com and my album, The Struggle is Real, on iTunes and everywhere else. KevinGoatee.com. Dates, shenanigans, blah, blah, blah. Gutting the Sacred Cow. Yes, again, still we need all those user reviews written in five stars if you'd be so and kind. And we're doing good with them, but we could do better. We can, we're not done. I mean, no. people, what is it, Legion of Skanks is 3,300? Jesus Christ. We're about... One thousandth 30, of that? <laughs> yeah. One hundredth of yeah, that. Yeah. One hundredth. Whoops. <laughs> uh, keep them plugging, guys. Yes, uh, KevinGoatee.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, blah, blah, blah. Joe Fernandez, thank you so much for coming in and talking about The Sixth Sense. We uh, we uh, absolutely agree with you that this film is inherently overrated and not good. And uh, the beginning of M. Night Shyamalan's horrible career, except for Unbreakable, which I really love. I have to rewatch that. I didn't like it. You didn't? Split was good. I hated Split. Yeah, and I rewatched the new one, too, which is shit. What was that one? No, that was terrible. Okay, Glass that was, was bad, terrible. too. Yeah. Glass was awful, and I'd want to go beat his face in for that. Ooh, oh, Jesus. Yeah. But I did not yeah, like Split. Yeah, Joe. <laughs> now. Never gotten violent in this room. Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel, thank you so much. Joe Thanks Fernandez, for thanks again. Guys. Yeah, guys. Take care. Have a good one. Later. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.